venture into one of the fastest growing businesses on earth right now on Cannabis Economy. Converging with the brightest and best cannabis leaders and luminaries, paving the way to progress your profit margin. Capitalize and compound your cannabis portfolio now on Cannabis Economy with your host, Seth Adler. Saul K. of Israel Cannabis joins us and discusses the state of cannabis in the state of Israel. Welcome to Cannabis Economy. I'm your host, Seth Adler. Check us out on Twitter, at CanEconomy. That's two N's and the word economy. Saul is a licensed pharmacist born in South Africa, raised in Australia, and working in Israel on moving the cannabis industry forward in the Middle East and eventually globally. He talks about how he expects the industry to move online the same way that the pharmacy business did beginning about 10 years ago. Happy to be on Cannabis Radio Network and the Sexpot Comedy Co-op. Saul K. Israel Cannabis. Enjoy. All right, so uh, somehow Saul K. from Israel is talking to me right now. Saul, is that right? That's right. Thank you, Seth, for having me on. Where are you in Israel as we speak? Now we're in our offices here in Beit Shemesh, a little city halfway between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Excellent. And Tel Aviv is a tech hotbed these days, Tel right? Tel Aviv is startup nation. If you've ever heard of what's going on in the high-tech scene, in the biomed and pharma scene in Israel, yes, Tel Aviv is definitely the equivalent of Silicon Valley for, for tech in, in Israel. All right, let's set the stage here. Israel Cannabis, first things first, what is that? So that's our company, Israel Cannabis. We started looking at the cannabis space a couple of years ago, uh, myself and my partner, Jason. And we formed the company, Israel Cannabis, because of the reputation that Israel has gained in research and development in cannabis, both on the medicine and the agro side. And we saw that very early on, but we also saw that there's a lack of global communication and a platform which enables collaboration between entities in different countries and looking at pipelines of products that are going to be developed in one place and imported, exported into another place. And we decided to set that platform up, and that's what we've been working on for the last couple of years. Okay. And what is the end goal? If that is what brought you in, what are you trying to accomplish there? So uh, we have a conference coming up in Israel to showcase the revolutionary, groundbreaking regulatory environment, which has allowed research to happen in Israel, where it's basically not happened anywhere else in the world. There are hundreds of studies done on humans in Israel. Uh, cannabis is used in a nursing home setting together with cannabis nurses. It looks like the regulatory environment is about to change again for the good. And I'm glad to be part of that. I work together with a minister of the Knesset, a parliamentary member, Sharon Haskell. And we've been uh, integral in, in shaping the reform for cannabis regulation in, in Israel. And we are very confident that next week when it goes up to the Knesset that we're, we're going to make some significant changes. Okay, and we're going to get into, you know, the event uh, specifically. I know that you've got some of our friends there, but you visited Knesset. You, you spoke at Knesset. Take us through 
how that invitation occurred and, and what went down. And, and I guess for those not very familiar with Israel, maybe mention what Knesset is. Right. So the Knesset is our parliament in Israel, a uh, relatively broken system that goes into uh, elections very, very often. But there is a very, very strong lobby in Israel from the patients. And there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of bureaucracy in getting your license. There have been cases where people's licenses have been taken away. A license in Israel is a license to use a illegal substance as opposed to, I guess it's similar to California, where it's also a license to use an illegal substance. But there's been a lot of arbitrary decisions made with a lack of transparency. So there's a lot of pain on the patient side. How come a patient who put in a request to increase a dose from 100 grams a month suddenly gets his license cut to 50 grams a month? And what's that patient meant to do? So we got involved on that level since I work together with parents of epilepsy kids in Israel and I work with fibromyalgia groups in Israel. So we were invited along to that lobby to give our voice. And from there, it scaled up into myself and Professor Hanush from the Hebrew University, Professor Mishulam's chemist. He came on our team to offer the perspective of a medicinal chemist uh, who has many, many years of training and set the protocols up and a geneticist. So the three of us came up against the ministry's they call it the IMCA, the Israel Medical Cannabis Agency. They put up their reform. We discussed that reform, tried to get a few points changed, which would make it easier for patient access and a better understanding of what will be released to the market and what won't be released to the market. You know, that will go up to the parliament next week, to the Knesset, and it's looking like it'll be a very strong vote in favor of the reform. Excellent. You know, take us through your background. You do have that pharma background, you know. That's right. So I'm a trained pharmacist. I studied at Sydney University in Australia, made Aliyah, came to Israel almost 20 years ago and started my first uh, retail pharmacy. I grew that to a business with multiple stores here in Israel. And that's my background in pharma. On the retail side, we manufacture some prescription medications still in Australia and pipeline them all over the world. So I'm familiar with the manufacturer space of pharmaceuticals and licensing, pipelining, distributing those products all around the world. And I see a lot of challenges that face the pharmacy world, which we went through 10, 15 years ago when when international trade became internet trade and we had to look and rewrite the rules. And so it's it's happening again in, in cannabis. And, you know, luckily we were successful in, in that space and managed to zigzag our, our way around the, the roadblocks that are consistently put up. And I think that experience has uniquely placed me in the cannabis space as someone who who has done it in a space that's never been done. Yeah, let's unpack that, though. As far as pharma going from international to Internet, 
Take us through the steps. Take us through the timeline. When, when did you kind of first notice that there was going to be a change? And then when did you first activate that change with your business? So I think I saw it uh, probably 10 years ago. I had a pharmacy in Jerusalem, which was a late night emergency pharmacy. And we used to service a lot of travelers who came into Israel and needed to pick up their prescription. They'd lost it. They left it at home, whatever it was. And, you know, they were always surprised by the price in Israel. And this is kind of the same time that patients, you know, would cross borders, go down to Mexico or go up to Canada to buy their prescription medications. And uh, pharmacies from there started contacting us to see if we wanted to dispense medications to their patients, obviously because of the uh, preferential pricing. And that's kind of how it all developed up. And we had to work together with the regulator to figure out, number one, is this legal? Um, you know, what is the regulator going to say about it? What sort of protocols do we have to put in place? Because it's a slightly different method of, of dispensing. But essentially, with the removal of that layer of retail in pharmacy, uh, how do you maintain ethical pharmacy practices with a patient who you never meet? So we actually established a whole bunch of protocols and built built the protocol system for Israel in, in how to do that. And that's, you know, kind of throwback again to how cannabis is changing. You know, the regulations are always painful, you can take that for granted. And the thing with regulations is it's it's a good thing, but it is painful. So you have to try and ease the pain. You have to see where you can make the most change, but still work within whatever the regulator has decided. Yeah. And what we do each time we talk to somebody in a new region is, is kind of make sure that we understand what the reg the regulatory landscape is on the ground. So take us through what it is uh, on the ground there in Israel specifically. I know that you've got a global focus, but for the moment, let's just focus on what the regulatory landscape is in Israel. Sure. So for uh, since 1967, Israel has been studying the plant and doing medical research with patients. Since 1996, they started the active current medical program, where initially people were growing inside of a collective, but now there are eight licensed growers in Israel who currently operate under all the verticals. So they can manipulate the genetics, they can grow uh, mothers, they can extract and finish formulations and dispense directly to the patients at home. We have now currently over 23,000 patients in Israel for a range of indications, a very broad basket. ALS, Parkinson's and other neurological diseases, epilepsy, pain, chemotherapy, and many, many more coming up. So uh, Tourette's is another one. So a broad base, but it's not viewed as first-line therapy. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Dr. Dabber, hurry, it's empty. 
pressure is shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Commercial consumption completed. Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. That's so interesting that you've got to go through the pharmaceuticals before you can access the cannabis. Correct, correct. It's, it's absurd. I mean, but doctors often feel this. I sit with doctors all the time. We speak about cannabis and the issues and the social impact. And the thing that they don't understand is I can't prescribe a medicine that I don't know the effect of. They are more than happy to prescribe a medicine that they know the effect of, even when they know that that might cause death. Right. Sure, yeah, no, that's a side effect that we uh, hear about, at least in our American pharmaceutical commercials. You know, yeah, sure, you might die, but, you know, at least, you know, you can get an erection. So, <laughs> as far, so it, it seems like retail is more in a legitimate place with cannabis than the actual science. In other words, I can access cannabis through a pharmacy, but I do have to go through a couple of pharmaceuticals first. Am I hearing you right? So right now you can access cannabis easily, but that would be dispensed direct from the grower. In the next six months, it will be dispensed through the pharmacy. But yes, not first-line therapy. Definitely, you know, you have to medically need it. It's not going to be a, a card given to anyone with a migraine. And you mentioned the doctors say that they don't know the effects. What we do know here is that you do have some research, which is more than no research. On the ground there, what research are you dealing with? So there have been studies done here in Israel. GW Pharma did their epilepsy study here. The Crohn's disease study was done in Israel. There are currently over 30 medical studies being done in Israel, and I know of many more being planned. And again, that's the advantage. I don't think it's a retail advantage at all. It's the advantage on the research that has been allowed to be done. And the future, uh, number one, it's, it's cheaper to do Israel research clinical studies in Israel. That's a model that's worked very well in biomed and why we're very strong is because to do the same study in America, to get the same FDA license at the end of the day is two to three times more expensive. So there is a there is an advantage to doing a medical study here in Israel. There's an advantage that the regulator will allow you to do the, the study and is open for you to do the study. And it's not unusual. We know of a company that's about to get a Helsinki protocol, which is a, a clinical study on humans 
in uh, Europe, and this will be the first one issued in Europe, whereas this is a you know standard practice in Israel. Not only that, but you can access financing from the office of the chief scientist. Israel, I think, is the number one country in the world that puts money into entrepreneurship. Last year, it was $450 million that the Israeli government invests in startups. There's no pushback if it's a cannabis startup. It's just more innovation. That That's fine. That's dandy. We like innovation in Israel. Fantastic. As far as that research is concerned, I know that you have the good professor speaking at the event. We'll talk about you know that session in a moment and the event in total in a moment. But what about you know his research? So Professor Mishulam has pioneered the research. He was the professor that uh, the chemist that isolated THC, followed on by CBD and all the other cannabinoids. He then later on went to discover the endocannabinoid system, the system of receptors that react to these cannabinoid molecules. I can't say a lot about his research now. I know that there is going to be a, a something mentioned at, at Canatech. There, there should be a reveal, but I do not know details. But his work hasn't stopped. He's 86 years old, I believe, and is go, go, go. Anytime we've seen or met him, he's always in his laboratory. Yeah, he's, he's always on the go. Yeah. Basically, the Ten Commandments to Moses is the endocannabinoid system to him. Correct. Correct. <laughs> You know, we want to get at least a little bit religious with you there in Israel. But you come from Australia. You know, what the heck happened there? Where were you born? I was born actually in South Africa. My parents moved to Australia when I was six, like many, many uh, South African immigrants, and grew up in Australia. I consider myself Australian. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. So, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. You know, South Africa uh, versus New Zealand versus Australia, you've got that big rugby tournament. That's the way that they uh, were connected in my brain before I realized that you moved there to uh, Australia from South Africa. Where, what city were you based in? So I grew up in Perth, a small city on the west coast, a lot more relaxed, you know, than Sydney, the big uh, Sydney, we sort of would compare to New York, whereas I guess uh, Perth would be like uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. I hoped you didn't say San Francisco because it's not that. It is <laughs> no, no, more that, Santa that Barbara. That would be Sydney. <laughs> that would be Sydney. <laughs> yeah, Sydney. That's exactly right. These are all good points, Saul. These are all good points. So, talking about doing good with others, let's you know zero in on this event that you guys are running. You've pulled in, you know, some of our uh, friends who've been on Brendan Kennedy, Doctor Sue Sisley, and you. You know, unfortunately, schedules didn't line up for me to do some some moderating there. We we had an almost, but. Take us through it. I mean, you've got a few tracks. You know, you've got research, you've got community, you've got entrepreneurship. Uh, take us through the theme and, and uh, what's going to be happening. So my ultimate goal when I set it up was to showcase Israel. Why Israel? Why it happened here? So we give a little bit of the history of why it's been so favorable to do it. We showcase some of the research that's been done and why it's a good idea to do more research here. And then we switch into the investor versus the entrepreneur. So I'm, I, I wanted to make sure that we had a, a great mix of investors in the room and we you know, managed to get Privateer and Viridian and the Altafine Tress Capital, some big uh, capital players in the cannabis markets to come out. And we got the young early entrepreneurs in Israel. We have a pitch event where they're going to be pitching for a, a prize you know, of uh, services, mentorship, mentorship, 
legal and accounting in order to help propel them forward in their cannabis venture. So that was my ultimate goal is to showcase. And so we started nailing down, you know, the various people who's coming and and it built itself. It was an analogy we use is we were flying the plane while we were building it. And thank God, obviously, has a hand in it, but a lot of great pieces fell into place. And we're putting on probably one of the biggest events in terms of the the names, the international recognition that, that we've managed to pull together. Fantastic. Excellent. As far as the the pitch event, are those entrepreneurs all from Israel? No, not at all. We have an American company coming to pitch, and I believe we have an applicant from India. We have not decided our final pitches. We have over 30 pitches in the pipeline, and we will have an event to uh, whittle it down to the best and brightest, and they'll be pitching, but it is not exclusively Israel. Got it. What are the basic types of companies i'm sure that there are you know many different kind of iterations of uh, of companies that are that are pitching but what are some of the give us some flavor as to what these companies do we've had pitches from lighting technology companies optimizing grow houses and censoring technologies we have technologies to reduce energy consumption increase yield decrease pests and disease in the grow There's a company that's developed a range of organic nutrients that strengthen the root system. There is a company, they're not not pitching, unfortunately, but they've created a cloning robot which comes in, snips, moves, and clones different cannabis strains. They're very, very early, but it's in development. We know of companies in development in Israel on new vaporizing technology that's going through an, an active clinical trial right now. So a large mix. And I, I think cannabis touches everything. You've got the ancillary services. You've actually got the grow. You've got the farmer. You've got marketing, legal. There are, there are so many different people getting involved in this industry from all over the place. So innovations are not necessarily tied to grow tech or, you know, media or information. It, it really does touch everything. Excellent. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. 
Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Commercial consumption completed. Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. So best of luck with that thing. It is uh, really coming together. You and I have been talking uh, since it was uh, essentially just a thought in your mind. So congratulations on getting to this point. After the event, though, you've got those six months until you can kick the doors open on uh, cannabis in pharmacies. Take us through what you'll be doing with the other parts of your company to get ready for that. Right. So we have the pharmaceutical research, and that's continuing on. We'll have a license to do research on humans shortly, and we'll be announcing you know, which indication we're going after. But we have a formulation that's on the pharmaceutical side. We are setting up a MOP Agricultural Research Institute to be able to to test products on cannabis that'll be allowed once the new licensing goes through so that's something we'll be working on we're releasing a product at Canatech. it's a product i designed and developed for dry mouth caused by cannabis use that's a product that will be released at Canatech, and then you know sales begin so a company has to start we have nine is that some sort of lozenge what what is that it's a spray it's made of essential herbs and essential oils natural herbs and essential oils and we've developed it. It's uh, the flavor profiles are now finished on our first two that we're going to release, which is a mint flavor and a sour lemon flavor. We did notice through our research when we were building the formulation that smokers, and particularly cannabis smokers, have killed their taste buds. And their desire for intense flavor is actually quite quite interesting, much more than the stuff that's out on the market. So we developed the flavor profile using 20, 30-odd cannabis patients here in Israel. And that's going to be released at Canatech, and we're going to give units to patients here in Israel to get feedback, and we'll adjust our flavors based on their feedback. But that's a, a company that's being built right now, and we're investigating the crowdfunding space for cannabis because I believe with the trouble of getting institutional finance whether banking or VC for cannabis ventures there's a unique opportunity for crowdfunding so we're deep into investigating that side of the business as well look at the big beautiful brain on Saul all right you got plenty going on you're obviously in the right place at the right time I've got three final questions for you I'll tell you what they are and then I will ask you them one by one you know what has most surprised you in cannabis that's the first question what has most surprised you in life that's the second question and then on the soundtrack of Saul K's life what is one track what is one song that must be on there so what has most surprised you in cannabis I think actually how Jewish cannabis is early on I hooked up with a group called Illuminate in Oregon 
who pointed me in the direction of how the Jewish fight is very similar to the civil unrest that happened in the 60s and the Jews were prominent there and the Jews should be prominent again in the fight for cannabis. And they pointed me that, you know, the number of or the percentage of African-Americans incarcerated against whites incarcerated for cannabis crimes is astounding. So I started to get involved there. But recently other things happen. Every conference I go to, I do wear a kippah, I wear a yarmulke on my head. And people walk past me and they give me what I've come to call the Jew nod. And so they're looking at you and they're nodding and like, yeah, you're one of the tribe, right? And this is happening over and over again. And so I think that was the most surprising thing about the cannabis industry. It really is very Jewish. Yeah, the Jew nod. Must, must I, be another one of our conspiracies to take over the world. Oh, so sure, of course. Bring it on. Absolutely. <laughs> what has most surprised you in life? I'm different from when I was 20. I'm calm, I'm more relaxed, I'm less stressed. All right, well, final question, Saul, on the soundtrack of uh, Your Life, name uh, one track, one song that's got to be on there. Rocket Man. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting Elton John. Okay. Clifton, our CMO, a friend of mine, I brought him into the company. He does all our marketing. Uh, he likes to say that he he's there just to hold me down because I'm up somewhere in the skies figuring out some connection or what can be optimized or how it can be done. And he's just on the ground holding me down, keeping me on this earth. I love it. I love it. All right, Salke, you've got, you know, uh, Israel Cannabis Proper, the company where uh, you guys are doing great stuff. And thanks so much for your time, Saul. Thanks for having me, Seth. And there you have Saul K. Clearly a uh, person doing what he is meant to be doing here on Earth. Looking forward to checking back with Saul to see how it's all going in a few months. Again, check us out on Twitter at Can Economy. Happy to be on the Cannabis Radio Network and the Sexpod Comedy Co-op. <laughs>